for me as a little girl was staying up as late as I possibly could on Christmas Eve, leaving out milk and cookies, waking up before the sun on Christmas morning. You've all got that to look forward to in a few weeks. Kindly or violently waking up my sisters and forcing them to come down to the lounge room and await our parents rising. As a young girl, Christmas was a floor covered in wrapping paper, time spent out on the street testing out new gifts and wearing my newest Christmas outfit. Christmas was lunch in our backyard with our closest family. It was water fights when the Tasmanian weather allowed it. It was backyard cricket or badminton, both of which I think I'm better at than I actually am. And it was a communal afternoon nap. It was an evening barbecue with our extended family with cousins excitedly sharing their events of the day. As a young girl, Christmas was dragging myself to bed as late as I possibly could in disbelief that it was all over for another year. My mum was very prompt and our Christmas tree was gone by lunchtime on Boxing Day, packed away. As I entered my late teenage years, however, Christmas became a day off. I would work right up till and right after Christmas Day and all I wanted to do was sleep in. These days, Christmas marks the beginning of my holiday period and time that I can spend with family that now live scattered throughout Australia. Time to see my beautiful nephew and niece and time to test out my baking skills in the kitchen. It's old friends returning uh, that I haven't seen since this time last year. I know, though, that my experience of Christmas is just one. And we've got a room full of hundreds of people today who have differing experiences of Christmas. I recently asked a group of six to 10-year-olds what Christmas meant for them. And I wonder if you can imagine what the overwhelming response was. Anyone? Presents. Christmas is also about gifts. Giving and receiving gifts has become a major focus of Christmas in most parts of the world. And I wonder what some of your most memorable gifts have been. I've got many fond memories of waking up to both wonderful and slightly obscure gifts. The year that I received my new bike or my new farmhouse with farm animals. One year, one of my sisters received a curling iron and she decided to bust that open at about 3 a.m. and tested out on my other sister. Needless to say that that ended in waking up our parents, the use of some scissors and a very creative haircut on Christmas Day. One year I got ridiculously excited because my dad snuck me away and said that he had a secret gift that none of the others knew about. This gift turned out to be a Steve Urkel doll. Now, I'm not sure if any of you remember Steve Urkel, but I think that my dad's impression of my love for Steve Urkel was greater than it actually was. But I smiled and I said, thanks, Dad. For others, though, Christmas might not be a time of giving and receiving. It could bring painful memories. It might be a time of year that you hope to pass very quickly. It could be one that you don't acknowledge or it could mean strain, whether financial or emotional or physical. It could be a time where loved ones are missing from your table. Christmas might be so hectic that you just can't wait until it's over. Now, I don't know your Christmas stories here this morning, but I wonder how you would finish the sentence, 
Christmas is. See, there's this idea that we've been exploring at Door of Hope over the last few weeks, and I'd love for you to continue that journey with us today just for a few minutes. You'll notice in my earlier accounts of Christmas that there was no mention of Jesus, there was no mention of God, there was no mention of church. That's because I grew up in a family who didn't know God and who didn't go to church or acknowledge him in any way. Christmas was a holiday for us and we preferred singing and dancing frogs in Santa hats over stories of the nativity. But the question I have for you this morning is what is Christmas when everything is stripped away? When the food goes, when the gifts go, when time with family and friends go, when traditions are gone, when it isn't about holidays or barbecues or Santa hats. It wasn't until after I made the decision to live my life for God that my understanding of the importance of Christmas changed dramatically. And it's because of that decision that I can stand here this morning without reservation and say that Christmas, I think, is the greatest gift we will ever receive. Now, you might think that's a little bit strange to say that Christmas itself is a gift. Well, I say this because when everything else is stripped away, Christmas is about the birth of a baby. A baby who was born in the most unconventional circumstances. His mother was a virgin. He was born in a stable surrounded by farm animals. Yet this baby was destined to change the world and to change our lives. This baby would be known as Jesus. And we celebrate Christmas because he came. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have relations with her until after her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. The birth of Jesus was a gift to the world, a gift to us. So it was all a part of God's big plan. The world was broken. We were broken and disconnected from God. He had originally created us to be in perfect relationship with him, but we'd walked away and we turned our backs on him. Jesus was our lifeline back, his ultimate plan for redemption. Through Jesus, as we just read, God took on flesh and lived among us. He came to love, to heal, to serve, to redeem, to renew, to save. He came for everyone, for each one of us. There's a scripture in, an, in the Bible in a book called Romans that I'd love to share with you now. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. 
Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. And that is why we celebrate Christmas, because we are friends of God. In the busyness of life and in the face of this commercialized holiday, it's easy to forget why we celebrate Christmas. It's easy to leave the greatest gift that we'll ever receive unopened under the Christmas tree. So whether you regularly celebrate Jesus and you have a relationship with him, whether you're exploring what that might be all about today or whether you're here as a friend this morning or whether you're joining us online, our prayer today is that you would be encouraged, maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundred and first time by the fact that the greatest gift giver there has ever been has a gift for you and his name is Jesus. There are three things that I'd like to leave you with this morning. Perhaps for some, they'll be a gentle reminder of the life that we have in Jesus and maybe an encouragement to invite someone along next week to hear this good news. For others, it might be the first time you've heard anything like this. And I encourage you not to leave today without speaking to someone about this gift. See, unlike my bike that I eventually grew out of or my Steve Urkel doll that may or may not have ended up in the giveaway pile, the gifts that Jesus gives us are gifts that you'll never want to exchange or disregard. He came to bring us peace. It's a word we hear a lot at this time of year, a word and a concept that can sometimes feel so far away. But true peace is a gift from God and is available for us all today. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? This is Jesus speaking. He says, come to me, get away with me and I'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. He is inviting us to come today every day to cast our worries and our burdens on him. Second thing, he came to bring us hope. As Steve mentioned earlier, we live in a fragile and uncertain world. You need only turn on the television to realise that. Yet through the gift of Jesus, we have hope. In fact, Jesus not only came to bring hope, he is our hope. When we know Jesus, we have hope because he has forgiven us. Knowing him brings contentment regardless of material possessions and it brings joy despite difficult circumstances. Nothing can destroy this hope because it's stored in heaven where no earthly power can touch it. And the last thing I want to say to you this morning is that he came to bring us love. A familiar scripture for many 
For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. So whatever your circumstances might be this morning, I pray that you would be willing to unwrap the greatest gift of all this Christmas, the gift of Jesus. Not only that, but I pray you'd be willing to study this gift and explore this gift and find joy in this gift. May you find peace this Christmas in the knowledge that Jesus is waiting for you and wants you to cast your burdens on Him. May you find hope this Christmas in the knowledge that Jesus brings contentment and new life with Him. May you sense the great love that God has for you as you come to know Emmanuel, God with us. And may you open up your arms ready for the greatest gift you will ever receive. He is our wonderful counsellor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace for all eternity.